Hey everyone, it's Avi with the Project Do Yourself podcast. Today I'm here with David, who's going to talk to us about his experience roasting coffee. This podcast is sponsored by Project Do It Yourself. Connect with us on Instagram at Project Do It Yourself. Okay, let's go. Do you mind sharing where you live right now and what your day job is? Absolutely. We live in uh, Chelsea, Michigan, which is just outside of Ann Arbor, maybe an hour outside of Detroit. And my day job is I work for uh, Trader Joe's, a great company to work for. I've been there 11 years and uh, really enjoy it. I've learned not only about coffee there, but lots of food. I think you'll find a lot of the fans of this show also are big fans of Trader Joe's. It's a fun place. And Everything about it is true to form. The the employees are happy because they treat them very well. So what happened is many years ago, back in the day of CDs, I owned a couple music stores and that kind of dried up. And that was a part-time thing. Once the CD stores closed up, I lost a little bit of interest in music because it all became digital versus hands-on looking at an album. So I just fell in love with coffee and I started researching it more. My wife and I always enjoyed a nice cup of coffee. So one of my Mm. birthdays, she bought me a small little roaster that roasts a quarter pound of coffee at a time. And it was fun. It, you know, took 15 minutes to get a quarter pound of coffee, but it made me realize what's out there. It's a lot like wine in the sense that the different countries they're from, the different type of beans. It it just, it was really fascinating to me. I just kept learning about it. So I moved up to a one pound roaster at one point, and then there was really nothing in between like a one pound and then spending $30,000. So I put it on hold and then a company found their niche in the coffee industry. There's a lot of amateurs out there that want to try and have a business, but they don't want to invest $30,000 just to have a kind of fun business. So they brought out smaller roasters and they've been very successful uh, and grown quite a bit in the last five years. So I bought one of their roasters and it's a 2K, which is 4.4 pounds of coffee at a time. So that kind of got me more serious about it, but I'd mostly roast for family and friends. I did put my roaster in a cafe for a while and that didn't work out. So I actually started Uh, brought it back here and I do it out of the house. But I've been able to turn a lot of people on to just the different nuances of coffee and the differences. I try and do mostly single origin from certain countries so that people can taste the difference between a a Tanzanian coffee or a a Colombian coffee or a Costa Rican coffee, because it's a lot like wine, Avi. Every area has different climate. There's so many factors in it. So that kind of made it fun for me. That's really interesting. It seems like a lot of coffee to go through each week, at least for me. I don't, I don't know. How, how long does it take you to get through four pounds of coffee? <laughs> we we have a big pot ourselves every morning. I'll typically roast and put out there, oh, I've got this and this. And people will contact me and say, oh, yeah, I'll take two pounds of this and two pounds of that. So I roast based on the stuff I want to roast. And then I, I go out there and just tell people, hey, this is what I have. And I've got enough people that follow me that they, they'll say, oh, I'll take this. I'll take that. And it, that's how I go through that much coffee. I, the, the benefit for me is I get to drink a lot of great coffee. And it's always fun seeing the different. I, I tend to try and just get a lot of variety out there so that I can tell the difference of what I'm roasting. 
and it's fun. I typically roast on the medium side versus the dark side, which is what most Americans have come to know as what they want. They think it's got more caffeine and the Starbucks, which I'm not anti-Starbucks by any means. They, they created a humongous coffee market in the U.S., so I don't think anyone should uh, ever discount what they've accomplished. It's just not my style of what I like to drink. I always compare it to if you had a steak and you bought a, a filet, you just cook the crap out of it. <laughs> it would come out really dark. And sometimes people love really well done meat. But really when it's medium or medium rare, the juices and the taste re really come out. So there's a market for everyone. But I think the sort of the lighter the roast, the more nuances you get from all the different beans. And that, to me, is a lot of the fun of learning about the different coffees. Again, you can roast some really cheap beans, really dark, and they'll all taste the same. So it's not what I do. So I miss out on that market of people who like really dark coffee because it's just not my thing. So what are the things that you can vary with roasting coffee? You have the origin of the bean and you have the level of roast. What are the variables that are at play? Basically, it's the heat and the air supply coming in that changes how the coffee roasts. And it goes through several phases, going from a green bean to a drying phase. And then you get the kind of where development stage. And it, it just all plays in. Again, every bean is different, so it's... It's hard. It just takes time in learning how these beans are to roast at different levels. For example, a peaberry bean, that's where there's two beans in a pod versus one. They tend to be smaller. So again, they rotate faster because they're smaller and they take a little more concentration as far as they, they roast different than normal beans. It might be twice their size. Again, it's just experience that kind of teaches you, okay, you need to speed up the drum a little bit, or you need to roast it a little slower because it's going to roast faster because it's smaller. So once you get past the roasting part, it cools down and the storage is important to make sure that it's sealed so that it continues to be fresh. How much did you know about coffee and coffee roasting before your wife got you that first roaster? Not a lot. Not a lot. So how did you learn? It was fun. When you learn to do anything, you, you've got to learn to educate yourself and figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. I, I knew I didn't want to, let's say, have a career in it. I wanted to enjoy it and be able to share it with others. But one of the things that I did do along the way is flew to St. Louis and took a class from a guy who I was fortunate because he normally does them in big groups. I happen to get a one-on-one. -on -one. And wow. he taught me from A to Z. I was there for a week. We spent the whole week together. And he taught me about coffee. And he was a green buyer for Folgers Coffee many years ago when he got out of college. So he traveled all over being the buyer for Procter & Gamble. And then he opened up his own coffee shops in Los Angeles for a while. And then he moved back to where he was from. And... Um, he started this business of teaching people how to roast coffee, and he's a coffee grader. So people would send him coffee that they've roasted, and he it's called a Q grader, and he grades all the coffee. But I was fortunate to hook up with him because he really gave me a lot of knowledge in a really short 
period of time. It's like taking a class over the summer and just lots of information all at once. Wow. So this went from like very little knowledge to like really getting a full experience. Yeah. Oh, and it was great. It was so worth it because would I eventually have learned this stuff? I probably would have having read enough articles or books, but doing it hands-on and him showing me just some of the things, what a defective coffee bean looks like, and the difference between what a dark roast, like we roasted at different levels at that point. And it really showed me because at that point, I really liked dark coffee. And he just showed me what it was like to drink lighter coffees and, and what what taste you can get out of them. A lot of times, and I'm sure you see this, whether you drink wine and, you know, they'll say, oh, I, I taste, this tastes leathery or it tastes blackberry. The same with coffee. They get a lot of fruit out of it. I don't tend to get that. I get more chocolate or almond or honey. So it's, everyone gets a little different taste out of it, but there's a lot to learn and it's fun. Okay. Let's say someone wanted to get into coffee roasting. What are some steps that you took that you think that someone else should also take? So in getting into coffee roasting, there are several small roasters you can buy. And they go from the quarter pounder to a one pound roaster. There's many places now that you can buy green beans and they'll ship them to you in small quantities. And it gives you the ability to get lots of variety, learn lots of different beans and how they taste. And the it's at a minimal expense as far as you can buy beans for $4 a pound versus if you were buying them retail, you might be paying you know, for some premium beans, you might be paying $16 a pound. So it gives you the ability to try a lot of different things at a pretty reasonable price. And there's lots of different companies now that have so much information out there. There's one out of California called Sweet Maria's. I use a company called Berman's out of Wisconsin. And they have so much information that you can go down that rabbit hole and you can spend lots and lots of time seeing, you know, investigating different coffee. In terms of what are some lessons learned over the years that you would be willing to share? I think learning to roast at different levels. Again, I've burned many a, a roast and I still drink it because I'm not snobby. I just like fresh roasted coffee. Mm-hmm. But you learn to see what level you like your coffee at. And if you like it roasted dark, then that's how you roast. I, I always compare it to wine where you start out drinking sweet wines and you end up drinking dry Cabernets in the end because your taste change. That is one of the things that I think that people learn to appreciate about coffee is the the roasting level. People think that because it's dark and it's really rich that it's full of caffeine and actually it's the opposite because you've roasted everything out of it. So the density is much less and you end up with mm-hmm. lots of you end up with more grounds. So it is darker, but really the lighter beans have way more caffeine in them because they're way more dense. I've definitely heard that before. For me, I'm someone who's very caffeine sensitive. So oh, okay. I do enjoy a cup of coffee, but I have to uh, pace myself. Yeah, and that's why, because the, the density... So a, a coffee bean is when you receive green beans, uh, they're full of water. And basically what you're doing is at high heats, you're roasting the water out of the bean. And the more you roast the water out of the bean, the lighter it becomes as far as the density of the bean. Again, if you continue to roast it and roast it, 
you've basically roasted every single thing out of there and mm. it becomes very light. The dark beans are very light. For an example, if you would grind, you know, a pound of dark beans versus a pound of light beans, the dark beans would overflow a can typically because they're so light. As you grind them, they'll overflow where a, a pound of a lighter bean tends to, again, it's more dense. It might get have an inch towards the top of the can and that's why. Thank you for sharing about that. I know coffee roasting happens in theory, but I don't know how much actually goes into it. <laughs> and again, as you're talking about the variance of what you can do in terms of the air and the heat, I, I just something I've never really thought of. Well, so it's and, interesting to hear that. Thank you so much for sharing uh, all this information about coffee roasting. Again, I didn't know much about it. And I like coffee and I like the flavor of coffee and I like drinking coffee. I just, I'd limit myself to like usually the weekends or when I just need the extra boost. Yeah, I, I guess I drink way too much coffee. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish well, if, I... You're, if you're, if this, if the Project DIY podcast episode is about coffee roasting, I would expect you to be drinking <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's again, I, I could think of a lot worse habits to have than uh, drinking a lot of coffee, but I always joke with my doctor. I always tell him, listen, you tell me I have to stop drinking coffee. I got a solution. I'm getting another doctor. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a really nice way to end the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it very much. And I hope you learned a few things about coffee and coffee roasting. Definitely. Check out our Instagram at Project Do It Yourself. Know someone who would be a good fit for this podcast? Email me at podcast at projectdoityourself.com. The theme music was written by Arlen Straussman. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.